Hey folks, Ben here, just to let you know that Play Along Podcast is a very spoiler-heavy podcast. If you're looking to avoid spoilers for the game that we are playing, then do not listen to this episode. We will delve into a lot of detail about the plot of the game, so when you're ready to hear the plot, then please come back and listen then, and we hope that you enjoy nonetheless. This episode in particular is going to cover some very adult themes. We're going to be talking about self-harm, mutilation of a corpse, death, mental health issues, particularly psychosis. So if those are topics that you're not comfortable hearing about, then please do not listen to this episode. We want everyone to stay safe and don't want anybody to be distressed by what we talk about from the material of this game. We love you all and thank you very much. Hello friends, my name is Jared, and welcome to the finale of Martha's Dead here on Play Along Podcast. Today, I am joined actually only by Ben. Ben, how are you yeah. doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm doing well. No no Kai with us today. Kai is out vacationing, enjoying the sunshine. Actually, I don't know. He's in Chicago, so I don't know how much sunshine there actually is there. Isn't that currently. like the windy, isn't that the windy city? Isn't that what they call Chicago? Or is that San Fran? Maybe both? I don't know. I should I, I probably know. know that, but I don't know. <laughs> we was gonna just... record Sunday, but um right. it's it's Father's Day here in the UK, so I'm gonna be busy yeah. all day. Yeah, so unfortunately Kai too. can't make it. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, because because like your mother's day is like like months before ours. Like I yeah. can come no, no, yeah, our father's day is tomorrow. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's weird that our father's day is on the same day, but our mother's day isn't. Yeah. Shit's oh. weird. Why don't you tell it the people about Play Along Pod? Tell them what, tell them yeah, what we are. If you, if you don't know, if this is your first episode, we usually have a third uh, co-host. His name's Kai. He's not with us today. But usually what we do here is we play games in kind of a book club, audiobook format. The three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then break that game into sections, and we'll come together each week, recant what happens during that section, and talk about kind of how we feel, we'll talk about game mechanics and everything like that. Uh, if that sounds interesting to you, follow us on social media. Our link tree is anywhere our podcast is. Our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok is all there. Uh, and if you like what you see, leave us a review, five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps more people see us and it helps us appease the almighty algorithm overlords that uh, we are, are shackled to. Indeed. And, and, yes. It makes us um, feel good little boys as well. So Exactly. It makes us feel better too. So uh, <laughs> go do that because it's, it's, it's fun. And if you leave a review, a written review on like good pods or anything, we'll read it out here on the podcast too. Yeah. Which everyone loves. Exactly. But like I said in the beginning, this is the finale of our main series here. Martha is dead. And oh boy, was it a finale. <laughs> yeah. I apologize in advance for having suggested this game uh, on paper hella interesting great principal right. you know reputable developer publisher but um i mean it's one of those things where i mean i guess other people are having like uh, also technical issues when we looked but i mean it, we wouldn't have known until we played i'm glad we played through it because we we now know and then we can mm -hmm. tell the only, people how the, we feel the only well. problem is that i i bought it for my friend dan for his birthday uh, oh no <laughs> 
like when I bought a copy for me, like when Eddie bought a copy for me, yeah. we bought another copy for for Grams, and I sent it to him the other day. And I'm like, I, I can't not send it to him because it's the gift that I bought, and it's been too long for me to return it. So I'm just hoping that he enjoys it somehow. I I think I think the only thing that comes with that is just like tell him the expectations, being like, here's this game. It's probably gonna get weird, and it might not be great, but here you go, experience it anyways. Yeah. Here is this experience. Yeah. Um, we ended the last episode actually being pulled into the lake by the white lady. And we're in yes. kind of another one of these dream sequences, except this time, you know, usually as we end a dream sequence or begin one, rather, we are in a forest and we kind of have to traverse the forest and, you know, create these sentences to are the correct sentences to continue forward. Yeah. This one's very different in which we're just swimming underwater. We swim through kind of this uh, underwater cave systems and we go up to find a woman floating there and she has, a, I think, a key in her hand or a key in her pocket. Yeah, she has a key in her hand, I believe it is. Yeah. 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 And um, after we grab the key out of her hand, we wake up in the bathtub with said key yes. in our hand. Yes. Yeah. Um so how did you guys find because you guys hadn't done the white lady chapter previously because you yes, had those issues right. with Lepo's side quest and that. So how did you find that whole experience of getting to the island and yeah because i think the only thing that we hadn't done is got to the island and then interacted with the white lady i mean Mm -hmm. it was pretty straightforward from what you had talked about in the last episode we got there and then we you know have all of the required items needed to uh summon the white lady i will say that when she does cut her hair it literally looks like like loose spaghetti that comes off of her like it's like so poorly i mean hair's hard i know that for sure like in in like gaming and everything it's it seems like it's hard to you know design hair but oh man it's so bad (laughs) yeah and she i mean we said this last episode she gives you some cryptic information which actually starts to make sense in this leg of the game she talks about like finding the sun and then we'll understand all of the answers to the questions that we have and at the time i was like what is she on about but i don't have the answers that you're looking for you have to find them yourselves here's a couple like hints to find these answers and it's like okay sure thanks for thanks for not helping at all (laughs) yeah and the the, the white lady that we find i believe is actually martha right Mm -hmm. like martha she's kind of like in that dream sequence yeah she's like suspended in the water like she's not floating on top she's kind of floating in between the depths of it yeah um and like you said we do wake up with this key in our hand and I believe now, are we have we woken up as Julia? Because at some point we control Martha. Yeah, no, we, we wake up as Julia in this moment because, like I said, we wake up in the bathtub and we have the key. That's right, uh, yeah. in our hand. Uh, we then I don't even remember what the key is for. Jesus, it's Martha's trinket box, which is That's where we right. get Martha's letter. Right, and this is where the first out of the many uh, plot twists and twists and turns that happen in this game. We get the very first one. We get dressed. We go back into our room and we open up Martha's, uh, uh, what is it called? A trinket box. A trinket box. There we go. Uh, And there's a letter in there that she had written to us. And she essentially says that she was not actually ever deaf. Yeah. Plot twist. So basically, so, I mean, I kind of understand the reasoning behind it, but it is also just a batshit crazy plot twist. So, the the yeah. letter is dated on the 16th of june which yes. in the game is like the fateful night everything happens it was the night that and, martha died yeah yeah so she's writing it on the 16th of june in the morning 
and yeah, she tells us that she was never deaf, um, but that basically the mother was so abusive to Julia and yeah. Martha felt so helpless in her inability to speak up that she just decided so never speak. to speak again. And yep. people just assumed that she was deaf and doctors even diagnosed it as a deafness that was caused in the womb by Julia. Um, and that's what I'm confused about too, because it's like, she wasn't deaf, but she decided to stop listening and stop talking. So she decided to not listen to her parents, stop talking. But I mean, obviously, if you can't hear, there's clear indications of you being able to hear physically, even if you choose not to. So, I mean, going to the doctor and then diagnosing you, they'd had to have run tests and be like, oh, yeah, she has the ability to hear. She's just not listening to you. I'd Dude, say, I mean, like, how did that happen? Can you imagine the mental energy you need to like, anytime you hear something that spooks you, like every time you hear a ban or like something drops on the floor, like pretending that you didn't hear that because your body automatically like is like, oh, yeah, it's going to react to the sounds. It's almost yeah. like in, in, in inverted, you're not going to be able to, if like someone scares you or a loud noise happens, you kind of just react without thinking about it. Yeah, that's what I mean. So this thing was kind of weird and crazy for me, but this was the beginning of the weird and crazy because Martha not actually being deaf is the smallest plot twist yeah i know I, I, it seems big now because nothing else has has happened and clearly the entire plot of the game was us taking our uh, the identity of our dead sister and her, our deaf sister i mean she was dead but our our deaf sister and a lot of the plot focused around her being deaf and they're just like hey just kidding she's not deaf and you're like, okay, yeah well we we also find out as well that uh, Martha was actually pregnant. It was not Julia. Martha Correct. was yeah. pregnant uh, with Lapo's baby, and right. she sort of apologized to Julia. And I don't understand the logic of this, but bear with me. Martha wrote a note to her mum claiming that Julia was pregnant and to go down to the lake to see her pregnant when she was bathing in the lake. But in fact, it was Martha that went down being pregnant and Martha was going to confront the mother with everything. Her not being deaf, the way that she treated Julia, her being pregnant with Lapo's baby, like all of it. She was going to confront the mother with everything under the guise of Julia being pregnant. But that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. See, if... So at this point of when uh, Martha had written that letter to the mom and left it to there and she went down to the, the, the lake, it would have made sense if she was just herself. Like the mom already has a more fond relationship for Martha and probably mm -hmm. would have been more lenient on the pregnancy thing. Like if Martha went down there, I was like, hey, come down to the uh, lake. I got to talk to you or I'm pregnant or something like that. The mm -hmm. mom would have gone down there, seen Martha, had a conversation, probably would have had a less severe reaction because it is Martha. It is the the daughter that she is fond of more. And if she says, yep. like, uh, yes, I'm not deaf. I am pregnant with Lapo's kid. And then confronted the mom, like, look, I don't like how you're treating Julia. And maybe yeah. there would have been like some, you know, coming to terms with everything mm -hmm. with the mom. But I was like, why pretend to be Julia? And that's that's the weird thing as well is because by by saying that Julia is going to be at the lake and pretending to be Julia, the mum's already going to come in with a hostile mentality because it's exactly. the daughter she, she like hates. Julia. Yeah, exactly. And it's like not only is it the daughter she hates, but it's the daughter she hates who is pregnant out of wedlock with the baby of a resistance fighter <laughs> while her husband is a Nazi in the German army. You know, like. 
it's a lot of chaos it's a lot of not only how to get her g yeah like not only she's literally had a baby with the enemy out of wedlock which if you kind of go with the stereotypes of like italy in that time like they were very very religious so having a child out of wedlock yeah. yeah having a child out of wedlock would be a major major big deal and so, so yeah no i, I was why just... i don't know why she decided to pretend to be julia like in any in, in my mind any circumstance of that would not have ended well like she already doesn't no. like and if it wasn't intentional like if she was trying to hide if she said that she was trying to hide the fact that she didn't want to get in trouble herself like okay i'll just pretend that it was julia and blame it on her like that's fine but it didn't seem like that she that's what she was saying like she was apologizing no. for like oh i'm sorry that i did this to you it's like well this is my thought process that doesn't make any sense no and that that's that's the weird thing is like it's i could understand julia doing it for martha do you know because like martha. or like no like right in the note and like if it was the other way around like julia wouldn't mm. feel comfortable approaching her mum saying oh martha's pregnant right, right she would go through putting out the letter and letting the yeah. mum go down there but martha is the favored child and has the better relationship and in theory didn't even need to go to the lake martha could just walked up to the mum in the house and said mum i need to talk to you explained everything like yeah, there was no need to go to the, to the lake yeah, I mean, I guess they had already, like, they planned, Julia and Martha had planned that morning to go down to the lake, so maybe that was her thought process, I'll just already go down there, and then maybe when Julia comes down to, like, I've convinced the mom, like, okay, you respect you, and you should treat her better, and now we can all have, like, this family conversation, but I, I don't know, that's, maybe that it might the... be a stretch. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes sense, because that, that was the other thing we should say, is that the morning of the yeah. 16th of June, uh, Julia had asked Martha to come down to the lake, because they were going to take pictures together. Yeah. And they wanted to go early in the morning before their mum woke up. And there's a big point made of like, oh, well, Julia's not a morning person. Is she going to be up on time? And lo and right. behold, she isn't. And that's why Martha goes down to the lake on her own. Right. So confronts, I confronts yeah, them or has them yeah, up there with her. Exactly. So I, I'm assuming that the plan was to have the three of them there and kind of like united as twins say like this, to the this mother, intervention like, for the mom just like look here you've she just like shit and it's not good you should not do that yeah i mean that's the only the only thing i can think of because when yeah. you when you actually take a step back and think about it it makes no goddamn sense yeah no and, and the sense. the events that are that go forward like after we read this letter it, we're essentially playing what we had just talked about at, at this point it like goes back in time and now we are playing as martha we're walking mm -hmm. around the house, we go down to the lake and everything like that. Um, and then we wake up as Julia later trying to figure out what happened and walking around and confused because Martha was supposed to wake Julia up. Because like you said, Julia is not a morning person, so Martha was supposed to wake her up. Yeah, and there's a big point made about how they swapped beds like they used to when they were younger. Mm -hmm. So Martha was actually sleeping in Julia's bed and Julia was sleeping in Martha's bed. Um, but that that point where you're playing as Martha is kind of weird because yeah, you're not necessarily guided; like you're almost forced to do it. So you she you act out the letter as it's being written. So she'll kind of recant what's happening. She's like, "Oh, I you know, before I went to the lake, I had to uh, like put the the letter in mum's desk." Right. So you literally, you cannot progress downstairs until you've put the letter in the mother's desk and you kind of have to act out all those things she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting and, and very strange. Uh, after that, the one thing that 
Martha had disclosed to us in the letter as well is that she had left us a voice message on the recording device that's down in the basement in the, in the dark room where we develop pictures. So that's when we yes. go down there and we listen to this recording of Martha. Mm -hmm. Which I can't remember what's said. Can you remember? I don't either. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look to see. Uh, da, 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 da. Guys, there's a lot that happened. We're, we're going to get into it because there's a lot more, but a lot of information happens this leg in this finale here. I think I think the tape recorder so I think the mm. letter is her explaining everything and then the tape recorder is where we play as Martha because I'm pretty sure in the tape okay. recording she's saying about she's like you know oh I I planted the note in mum's desk I right. told mum to cut and I think you're acting out what's on the voice recording mm -hmm. um but yeah shit's crazy but eventually Eventually, we come back to playing as Julia. Yeah. Um, and now we... Uh, I believe this is when we go downstairs and we find the note about our mum is trying to get us admitted into a sane asylum. Yeah. Our mum thinks that we are crazy and are, are insane. I mean, at, like at this point, we already... She knows that we were faking, that we were pretending to be Martha and everything, and now she's trying to admit us into an sale asylum because she thinks that we're crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she makes a big point about how we're a danger to ourselves and a danger to other mm -hmm. people, and you know, like mentally unhinged because of how he was yeah. acting about Martha's death and stuff. Yeah, and now you can uh, use the telephone again to call people if you mm -hmm. need to call them. Uh, there's a couple of things that I tried to do. The the overall objective at the minute is in this leg of the game, we are trying to prove that our mother was responsible for Martha's death. That is yeah. the be-all and end-all. And Correct. Julia comes to the conclusion that if we have proof that Martha was pregnant, then that will be proof that the mum killed Martha out of anger of her being pregnant out of wedlock. Yeah. So there's two things you can do. One of them is you can call the insane asylum. Uh, you can call the asylum. You can request information as to mm -hmm. Martha, uh, as to Julia's admission. I fucked up and picked the wrong option, and they wouldn't tell me anything. I had that uh, happen with all of the the phone conversations that you can do because you can you, sometimes you can pretend to be Martha or you can pretend to be like the mom and stuff. But if you choose the wrong option, you will not be able to contact that. Yeah. Person. So. Yeah, when I called the asylum, I chose to be Martha instead mm. of being the mother. And she was just like, oh, you know, there's nothing that we can do. Uh, the admission's yeah. already in. We will be coming to collect the girl and bring her into the institute. And then the phone yeah. call ends. Yep. And the other thing you can do is you can call the town hall. Because you can call the town hall and try to inquire about um, about the admission as well. And you can ask to speak to the mayor. And again, it oh, goes down do the same. This. Yeah, same it, it, it goes down the same route. You you try and request information. And she's like, oh, we can't talk to you because you're not the person who requested the admission because Which I pretended to be, I pretended not to be the mother. I wasn't, right. if I pretended to be the mother, I probably they would have recognized success. you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, with that all done, I didn't do anything else in the house. I just booked it to the cemetery. Yeah, which I didn't even realize. I, I had assumed because like throughout this, 
you have your house and then there's kind of a, a path and a bridge that leads into like this big archway door and i always assumed that that was kind of like the edge of our property and that was going to lead outside so i was very confused when i walked through that door and there was a cemetery and a graveyard that that yeah <laughs> yeah it's um it's a very big vineyard very very oh, yeah. big they vineyard. have they have a lot of land a lot of land yeah and as you said it's kind of it's off to the side you don't really know it's there yeah um i hated this area because so you you walk up through it you go through the gates right and as you go through the gate the first thing you see is on the right hand side there's a little shack and in the shack are bolt cutters. i didn't like this either yeah and you try to interact with the bolt cutters and mar and julia will literally say no not yet you physically cannot pick them up yet so it make any sense makes no fucking sense whatsoever and because you now you can explore the whole graveyard and it's basically the family's graveyard of the hundreds of years that they've lived there everyone's yeah. been buried and off to the right um i don't know if you found it easy to notice i went with the fact that there was flowers outside of it so i assumed yeah, that's that, how i noticed it as well it's like the family yeah. crypt yeah it's the family crypt and you know flowers means there was a recent ceremony so yeah that's the door you try to go to and you find out it's locked mm -hmm. so now we need a key to get in yes and she's like oh it's in the caretaker's shack mm -hmm. i went all the way back to the fucking house i went oh, back to no like, <laughs> yeah i went back to like where the power generator is because i assumed the i assumed the caretaker for the land would have a shack near the house that made sense Not to me like great yeah uh, near the cemetery yeah yeah in fact it's actually in the corner of the cemetery there's a door with a padlock on it and yeah, now see, we need the bolt cutters yeah i found that first like i as just by happenstance of, of exploring the graveyard in the cemetery i got to that area first i was like oh i need bolt cutters because the uh there's a there's a lock on there went back to find the bolt cutters grab them and then the key to the our family's crypt where martha is being held is inside that groundskeeper shed that's right there right okay okay so so anyway yeah you you end up in this situation where you have to go back and get the bolt cutters that you couldn't previously get even I though think... the game it, it like foreshadows that you're going to need them because it, it's hard to explain without kind of showing you i mean i can i can put yeah. up a picture in the video version but essentially the the bolt cutters are in the middle of the desk very blatantly away from everything else very blatantly Absolutely. an interactable object um and so it's just annoying that you can go to try and pick them up there's a prompt and everything and julia just is like nope no not yet nope yeah i was trying to think of how like this would be done like if, I, if if they weren't an interactable object at first i think it would have been weird if it was interactable later and not then but if you walked in there and saw bolt cutters and then you know explore the cemetery a little bit and then you go over to the groundskeeper's uh shed and you're like oh it's locked and julia says something like oh man i wish i had some bolt cutters and that goes off in your mind you're like oh i remember there was bolt cutters back in the beginning let me go grab those and see if i can intera interact with them and then have yeah. that the instead of saying like oh i don't need these right now it's like how would you know if you need them later <laughs> exactly and also so, it makes no sense because in the very first chapter of the game in the very beginning we picked up a pair of scissors and then we didn't use them until the fucking white lady chapter like five or six chapters later yeah exactly so it's just like ugh, i don't understand the, um you enter the janitor's uh the caretaker shed anyway did you yeah. find the anti-nazi propaganda that was on the side 
Yep, that, and then there's another camera skin that's in there too, tucked away in the back corner. Yeah, there's a camera skin. There's a poster that is uh, basically anti-Nazi. Feels wrong to call it propaganda because I feel that's how it should be. But it's <laughs> it, from, from their propaganda. perspective, it's the anti-Nazi propaganda. There you go. Yes. Yeah, and um, I didn't. Did you find the letter? Because there's also a letter. Yeah, I did find the letter. So I, I was that the groundskeeper. Is that who the letter was yes. from? Essentially yeah, stating that he like doesn't agree with everything that you're doing. That you're just Nazi scum, and I don't, I don't want to work. For yeah, and I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, he. Yeah, exactly. He says something like that, and he says about how um, he calls us a half blood. He's like, "Oh, they made me bury that half blood in." Because um, I mean, we'll get to it in a minute, but yeah. like the crypt itself, there's Nazi memorabilia, there's swastika flags all over the bloody crypt and everything, and so yeah, uh, he goes off to fight for the Italian resistance, the Garibaldi Reserve or the Garibaldi right. Brigade. And so he's essentially offended that, as an Italian, he had to bury an Italian in a yeah. crypt with Nazi memorabilia. With German Nazi memorabilia in there, yeah. I guess half blood because our dad's German and our mom's Italian. Maybe that's where the half blood. Oh, is it? From. I thought he was Italian. I, I think that was an German. Italian general in the German army. I swear he was like they said that he was German. Maybe it not, would make sense if he if he's German and she's Italian. It would make sense about the half, the half blood, blood comment. comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so now we have this key, and we can it's now go back. So weird. We can now go back to the crypt and yeah. um, and go and visit our sister. This crypt is wild, by the way. It's like this like huge descending staircase that leads into like underneath, and then as mm -hmm. you go in, there's a bunch of lights that turn on, and there's a bunch of like family portraits and art that's all around. And as yeah. as you go and, and turn the corner, like Ben had described, there is Martha's casket. And just surrounding it is, you know, flowers, normal things that would be down here. And then just huge Nazi flags. Just yeah, two massive Nazi banners either side of the wall behind the crypt. Yeah. And you're like, um, oh, this, this feels, this feels weird. This feels wrong. Yeah. Uh, you, you approach the casket and you begin to open it. And then you do see Martha's body in the casket. Julia then proceeds to undress Martha, which I was not expecting, exposing her fully. And then yeah. this is honestly, this is the first time in this game, either that I have noticed it or that it had come up that it prompted me to skip this portion. I, I could hold Y to skip. And mm. that hasn't happened throughout the entirety of this game, or at least not that I've noticed, but this is where this comes up. Julia then pulls out the pair of scissors, stabs it into Martha's abdomen and begins cutting her open. Because, mm -hmm. like, again, in her mind, if she can prove that Martha was pregnant, then she can show that her mom killed the wrong sister and meant meant to kill Julia instead. Yeah. Uh, this is very gross, very disgusting, as Martha is now cutting open... Or, sorry, Julia is now cutting open Martha with these scissors. She then proceeds to reach her hand inside and pull out the unborn fetus that was living inside of Martha. Well, yeah. That's, that was dead now, which is um, uh, a lot couple of weird things weirder than that um i don't know why martha can't have been wearing like an undershirt under her dress because she's essentially wearing like a dress yeah. and martha uh, julia undoes the top buttons first and you're like oh okay i like she's that's weird enough okay and then you're like oh okay those are some very detailedly modeled breasts on this yeah. underage I girl I thought the exact same thing. Okay, first of all, 
because she has like shorts that are under because this dress like goes i was about to say this i was about to say this she's wearing shorts so it's like why wasn't she wearing an undershirt in the first place second julia's trying to get to her like abdomen and stomach why didn't she just button from like down up and then go right from the stomach like the, yep. the from from where she was going to cut up is unnecessary like none of yep. that is, is pertinent she, to her she could have she could have exactly she could have unbuttoned like from just under the, the, the boobs like where the diaphragm is down yeah. and then done what she needed to do there was no need to expose like but the this top is, half of this her. this is where kai would come in and say but boobs and then then that he would make that comment yeah but you know it's also <laughs> weird because it's the really camera weird. it's so the camera odd. stays on the top half of martha much longer than i was comfortable with and i know that sounds really weird to say if you haven't seen the scene but yeah it the does whole scene just plays out so odd like if you if the intention was okay i'm going in here to stab my sister cut open her belly and pull out the baby that's inside of her why go through all those steps like you could have just mm. opened straight from the middle and just gone there like i don't yeah, know what the thought process was it's just it's just strange and unnecessary that's how it feels yeah. um, and it's all of it's intentional too because you have to go and like hit the triggers to undo the buttons and push that like see i didn't have any of that because the playstation oh, yeah. version was censored right. mine was just a cutscene. but yeah i'm assuming you had to interact with it and Yep, all of it. I had to thrust the scissors into her abdomen and do all of that. Which is uncomfortable crazy <laughs> because I I kind of understand now why it was censored. Not mm -hmm. because I, I feel like it didn't need to be censored. It's just on the PS5 version, no haptic feedback in the scenes. Yeah. I don't need haptic feedback while my character is shoving scissors into the abdomen of another person. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that. Uh, that like that's it's feedback. It's, that exactly realism is not necessary. <laughs> exactly, it's, <laughs> it's it's bad enough doing it, um, but you know, having that feedback would add another level. So, I kind of like you know, you could have just developed it without the feedback. I have a feeling that I have a feeling the feedback was what censored it on the PS5, and then they couldn't release yeah. it on the PS4 uncensored, so they had to mm. censor the PS4 version as well right um uh, it's it's weird just in general the whole scene after now that julia has this fetus in her hand she proceeds to oh, place it on to martha's chest deformed fetus before oh oh jesus god there's so much that happens in this game yes you pull out the fetus and the fetus apparently was twins but they are they have two they have two faces one body one entity two faces it's just, yeah it's essentially like siamese twins in a sense yeah um, exactly and I, I don't know a how that's relevant uh b what's weird is that in the real world that's also like often a sign of inbreeding and things like that which just oh, adds like a whole yeah genetic deformities are like much more common when it comes to inbreeding breeding yeah. Um, yeah i don't know because i mean just to spoil it that relevancy doesn't have that nothing comes off of that towards the end like i guess yeah, the, the you, whole intention is that like it's supposed to be twins and they're twins and twins run in the family so i guess that's what it is but i don't know yeah i, I don't i don't know the relevance of it um it, much like the rest of the stuff is not explored yeah it would have landed way more for me if she reached in and pulled out a fetus and then said like oh my gosh wait and then reached in again and there was another one in there and like oh yeah, my god two fetuses or she was pregnant with twins you want to like really blow shit out of the wall uh, and like this game's batshit crazy just have martha not be pregnant 
that would be even fucking wilder. Like, if there was some sort of weird, like, trip... Because, I mean, we'll get into it at the end, right? Because the end of this game just is is weird enough. Um, so we we now take a picture of our <laughs> half-naked deceased sister with this yeah. dead fetus on her chest. Um, we don't cover Martha up when we take the picture. We leave her uncovered I, and take the picture. I did. You can choose. Obviously, you can move around the picture. So I took a very appropriate and not revealing. Oh yeah, I like. I like. Yeah, I angled yeah. it so that it was mainly the fetus, and you could see Martha's face, and there was no boobage or anything in the picture. Yeah, um, open open stomach wound and all that. It's not necessary yeah. information. And now, as is the way with most of the important pictures we've taken, we go to the dark room to develop this picture. Uh, and then a bomb hits us. I, th I think so. Yeah, we go down to the dark room and we literally go into the dark room. We uh, there's a tape recorder that we can play that's got something on it, and then uh, you go to walk outside, and a bomb hits you and turns the power out in the house. There's no now no power in the house. When does okay? Bear with us, guys, because again, there's a lot that happens in this game. But there is a scene where Martha's mother is down there sitting in a chair. Doesn't so that's that afterwards. Okay, that's afterwards. I that was before, because I swear that a bomb goes off and the, the power goes off after that. Maybe not. No. So we, the the power is now off, so we can't develop the the picture. Uh, right. But what we do have is uh, oh, hang on, wait, wait. Oh my god, now I'm getting confused. Because I think, I think that's after. Hang on, wait. And exit the crypt to start a cutscene. Keep walking up the stairs while the scene plays out. You end up in the basement of your home. Walk into the dark room. Start the tape recorder. Interact with the enlarger to develop the picture, but you can't just yet. Walk back outside to start a cutscene. After the scene, go back into the dark room, but now the power is out. Right. So, and that cutscene is. Martha's mother that's asleep on the chair down there. Uh, sorry, that is our, that cutscene, yes. Our yes. mother that's asleep in the chair down there. And essentially what we're going to do is force our mom to admit that she was oh. the one that killed Martha. I should mention as well, for now, for some reason, we have a gun. We do have a gun now. I, We've I think... stolen one of our dad's guns. Was there a cutscene about us taking the gun before? I don't remember. It was... It, yeah, so it was... Um... Basically, we decided that we were going to get the proof and confront our mother. Yeah. So we took the gun in preparation in order to um, right. in order to confront our mum because our mum might be aggressive because we're Julia, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I mean, this scene, scene plays out in an interesting way because you, you pull out the gun, you cock the gun, and then you interact with the, the mother. And at this point, there's not a lot of dialogue that happens. It kind of cuts to black and you hear a gunshot. And you see the mom on the floor crawling away, saying, like, what have you done? Why are you doing this to me? And Julia says, you know, I'm sorry, mommy, that this is it wasn't me that shot you or something like that. And then it cuts yes. to black again, and then you hear two more gunshots, and now our mother is now dead. Yes. Yes. So um that's that's yeah, we killed our mom. Um yep. but did we kill our mum because we essentially blacked out in those moments where our mum was killed? So right. it's this weird kind of like, did Julia just close her eyes before she shot her mum, or was it actually not was... her? Did she not? Is she, is she not aware of the yeah. actions that she's doing? You know, kind of a is there some sort of person? Kind of exactly, is there some sort of like personality slip where she like 
mm. is kind of going back and forth. So yeah, that that happens right before the bomb, and right before yes. the bomb goes off too, we reach into the pocket of our mother, and she has the key to our childhood home. She's like, "Of right. course, you would have the key to my childhood room because it has been locked this entire time." Yes, uh, and at then, that moment is when the bomb goes off, which cuts yes. the power to the entire house. Yeah, and now we can't do anything because we need the power to work the enlarger to develop the picture. And there's obviously there's no red lights in that dark room anymore because the power yeah. and stuff and this is probably where Kai would come in and talk about why red light is relevant to processing <laughs> film. I know it's relevant for some reason. <laughs> um, I don't know why. But right. now we essentially go, well, there's nothing else for us to do. Let's go and see what was locked away in our childhood room. And we walk into the childhood room and it's a whole of nothing boxed up stuff except for a puppet theater. Mm. And, and this, this is where this is an interesting. This is where the game gets even more interesting and batshit crazy. <laughs> so Julia makes a comment about how, when she was a child, she would come mm. and play with this marionette theater. And right, I think the idea is essentially that she would act out things she wanted to say, or like things that she wanted to happen. Essentially, it was like her escapism. Right. Essentially, was she had these puppets yeah. that she could control. Or even like to the sense of anything that was like bad that's happening to her, instead of that being reality, it was just part of this game that she was playing. You know, right? Exactly. Like her yeah. abusive mother and the war and all of this bad tragic trauma that has happened to her isn't necessarily real. They're just events of this game, this marionette that she is controlling that gives her control, which is probably more accurate in the inconsistencies of her life. Having control was important to her. Yeah, um, but. Okay, so now this is where we start to get weird and wild because what we have now is essentially almost a cutscene that isn't a cutscene because we are controlling these marionette puppets. Right. And we need to move them around into a right place to press mm -hmm. X. And then we're given a choice of dialogue options that we can say. Um, from what I can see in the walkthrough, just off to my right here. The dialogue choices don't matter. Not only dialogue choices, but there's also actions that we can do too. Like in certain yes. instances, we'll have prompts to interact with objects, to go into certain areas, to have certain actions, and that's all set. When you hit the A button or the X button, there's kind of a wheel that comes up that gives you different dialogue options or different um, actions that you can take. The very first scene that I believe that plays is just the story of the white lady. You know, the, yes, the woman correct. that's there and her 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 love and everything, and the, that narrative, the white lady, we get to play out in this marionette scene. Yeah, and we we jump between um, we act as the lover who is essentially jealous at the idea of the white lady with someone else. He kills her. That was the one I had. Yeah, as I said, I don't know if you had something different, but in my one, the lover killed the lady, and then we act out the executioner killing the the lover. Yeah. We act out the white lady uh, kidnapping somebody. And yeah. sort of dragging them into the water. And then... Now, uh, there is so many yeah. puppet cutscenes that happen. Yeah, after this one, so after we've now recanted kind of the White Lady story that has happened, now we're recanting the events of the night that Martha died. You know? Yes, that's we correct. Are, yes. We're playing as Martha and Julia. We have kind of a dialogue between them. Again, this is all happening in this kind of marionette 
play that almost like a stage a play in a stage that's happening yes yeah uh, yeah they they both go into their respective beds because they decided to swap and then it cuts to uh martha and our mother at the lake and we kind of have to figure out what happened then essentially this is what julia is doing now she's like oh i'm gonna try to figure out or put together what happened or what i think happened at the lake yes you know you have um, a series of dialogue options that you can do between both the both martha and the mother How did Jules go? How did you end up? I think uh, we, when you play as Martha, you confront the mother and uh, about everything. She tells you to take off your clothes. You then do it, go behind this bush, take the clothes mm-hmm. off, wrap it back around. She does say that you're pregnant, and then she proceeds to beat you with her cane that she had uh, and yes. then leave you there. Yeah, that, that's how it played out in mine. Um, yeah she she calls us a whore and yep. uh, essentially beats martha to death with a cane and then um it says in here that the choices don't matter it says just don't use the knife i don't know what the knife does in that situation uh it really doesn't do anything so all there's dialogue options that you can do that just will say like it, it'll cut and be like julia will say oh i don't think it actually went that way so if you choose the knife Martha runs at the mother with a knife. They kind of have a scuffle. The, mar- uh, the mother pushes Martha down and then beats her with the cane. And then Julia says, oh, okay. mm, I don't know if that's exactly how that went. And then you have to do it over again. Right, okay. Um, so now is this really strange part where Julia has the mother marionette and she starts to take bits off of it. So I, I I've had like issues with the game and the narrative like throughout this entire uh game that i've played but this kind of last last half with like the marionettes and everything actually were really interesting like this part where now we're playing as julia and she's holding the marionettes and she begins to pull the limbs off of the mother in my head i was like oh my god she dismembered the mom she killed her shot her and now dismembered her and mm-hmm. even though it's not like it's not her actually doing that in the scene, but it's her just pulling the limbs off of the the little the little dolls. I thought that was a good representation and like kind of a creepy way of showing her dismember the mom without actually showing her dismember the mom. Yeah, and it is it's very good as well because it's foreshadowed beforehand where she's like, Oh, I used to use this to like you said, act out things that happened in real life to kind of, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. compartmentalize them in a way where she forgot that she'd actually done it. And that's shown really well in that scene because Absolutely. when when the puppet theater ends, uh, you are left holding just the head of the marionette, the mum marionette. And when yeah. you come back to real life, you are now playing as Julia with your mum's decapitated head in your hand. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, this is where we start seeing the, the kind of insanity of Julia come into light. Yeah, what what I was saying is this is where we start seeing the insanity show more and more in 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 Julia specifically. We see that yeah. like, oh, maybe all these events that have happened, who knows which ones are fact and which ones are fiction, and which ones that she was actually a part of and which ones that she was a victim in. So we start seeing kind of the her her mental health start to really show in in this in this section, especially when she's standing there holding the head of her dead mother. Jesus. Yeah, so now 
this is where it's weird because I, I, I wish the entire game was this last leg. I really, uh, when really I was playing do. with Kai, we, we both had the exact same uh, conclusion that we wish all, all the rest of the game had the same kind of narrative hook, same kind of pacing as this last half did. I would, I would like it to have been this reveal at the end where, you know, because n- now when you look back, things start to make sense. All that batshit yeah. crazy stuff that happened, you still don't know what happened or what didn't, but you're like, oh, okay, right. Marth, like Julia is is going through something she is experiencing like a break of reality where she doesn't know what's real and what's not and it makes the other things make sense in a in a way to a certain degree do you know what i mean like it still yeah doesn't excuse it but Mm -hmm. yeah so now i don't know about you i began to question everything i began to question everything absolutely because I'm like, you know, well, shit, okay, I thought some bits were real and some bits weren't, but now I have proof of that in-game. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, right, so what actually happened? But the main task now is that we need to get rid of the head of our mother. Which it, it is is weird because we eventually find out that the rest of her body, we are, we are in the process of burying under the bridge that kind of leads to the cemetery, that means we buried most of the body and then carried the head back to the house and then played out this scene and then walked back to the place that we buried her body. Because yeah. her body parts are already there. We're just carrying the head at this point. Yeah, and I... The only way I can think about it is that, like, it's some sort of psychological thing where she's, like, trying to keep on to her mother because mm. she... When you, sh- when you shoot the mom, she is very, like, genuinely devastated that she has killed her mom. And she's very upset about the fact that her mom is dead, even though her mom was yeah. absolutely horrible to her. And so the way I equate it in my head, like, my head canon is, like, have you ever watched the Friday the 13th movies? Or are you, are you familiar yeah, with yeah, them? Yeah. So the, that that idea, spoilers, I guess, if you've, if you've never seen Friday the 13th. But in Friday the 13th, the big part of it is that Jason is very attached to his mum, who is dead. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. keeps the decapitated head of his mum with him almost as like a way of being with her, even though she's not there anymore. And yeah. so I don't know if there's that kind of idea here, just not executed in a in a great way. Because like right. you said, it means that we buried part of the body and then came back with just the head. Mm-hmm. Um and so maybe that other part of Martha wanted to keep it as an attachment. And then the part of Martha we're playing at now is like, oh, holy shit. Julia. We can't have. Oh, sorry, Julia. Uh, yeah. That, you know, like this version of Julia now is like, we cannot have this here. We need to get rid of it. Yeah. No, I, I have the same kind of thought process when all this happened that some of the other things began to make more sense. You know, those dreams that Julia was having maybe be less dreams and almost like blackouts where she doesn't really know or doesn't isn't aware of her actions. And I it, that becomes more apparent in the scene where she shoots her mom, where she pulls mm-hmm. up the gun, it cuts to black, she hears a gunshot, and then her mom's dead on the ground. And she even says that, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm not the one that did this, cuts to black mm-hmm. again, and there's two more gunshots that finally kill her mother that maybe these dreams that she was having are just her kind of blacking out and not dealing with these t- horrible things that she's doing. Yeah, and I mean, it, it kind of explains as well how we woke up in the bathtub with the key in our hand. 
yeah you know maybe that was like an episode that julia had had mm-hmm. so it's not fully explained but we have some answers as to what's happening the the more that i just think about this story the more i'm just like why the fuck was the white lady hot a thing you could have cut out the white lady and the story would have been exactly the same like it would have uh, been right, so like, at first out. i at first i thought that martha was gonna be the white lady you know i think i made a comment uh, about see, how it was gonna be like a bootstrap paradox kind of thing like or she like was the white lady kind of situation or, yeah or even like you know that martha was killed by julia out of jealousy and i think i think kai made a comment as well about how he predicted that we had killed martha out of jealousy and it was Mm -hmm. reminiscent of the white lady story um but that is not the case (laughs) yeah no no not at all all that's just like just just retcon that just don't think about the white lady stuff it doesn't really have anything to do with the story um as we bury our, our mother's head with the rest of her body parts and we head back towards the house the power kicks back on and now Correct. we're like okay cool now we can develop these photos when we get what down was... to the dark room oh sorry i was gonna say what's weird is like we we put the head in the hole with the body but we don't actually bury it we just kind of leave it there out in the open we leave it there bridge. there's a light that's right there too and just like okay <laughs> just shining on this corpse that's just sitting here yeah um, but now like i said yeah the power's on and we develop the photo but one thing we do as well, when we were going to interrogate our mom, Julia said that she wanted it like on on recording and proof. So she did record the actual conversation. And when we go down there, we replay the conversation. And what we hear is a lot different from what kind of we've heard and experienced oh, yes. from Julia's point of view from the mom. Like the mom seems very genuine in this recording. She seems very like worried about Julia, like what's going on, almost in the sense of like, oh, this this woman was not actually how it was perceived it was just she was perceived that way from julia's perspective yeah so the i don't know about you but i i got the impression that the mum is genuinely trying to help julia and that's why she's yeah. put her in this insane asylum because right she has you know there's comments she makes in the recording where she's like you know julia darling you're not well you know yeah. you you're you're sort of i'm worried about you and like you said is very genuine about the the welfare of her daughter mm-hmm. um and the entire time julia's like you know don't lie to me i know you killed martha and she's like i don't know what you're talking about the mum completely denies everything mm-hmm. and then is shot and killed and yeah. we developed the picture and mm-hmm. correct me if i'm wrong i'm 99 sure i'm remembering this right the picture shows Julia murdering Martha. Yeah, well, that was the other thing, too. When we first saw the white lady, we got the clothes. There was a reel of film that was in the set of clothes that was there. That's yes. the picture that we're developing along with the, the fetus one. But yes, as we develop that photo, it shows that indeed Julia was the one that killed Martha. Yeah, we, we hit Martha over the head with some sort of big stick. Or mm-hmm. I don't know if it's supposed to be the mother's cane. It isn't really... Yeah. 100% clear but it's some sort of object that we're hitting Martha with yeah yeah so that, um, that's a big plot twist here is that Martha Julia is the one that killed Martha have you ever seen a movie called The Uninvited no I haven't no it's a it's a very kind of suspenseful horror movie but essentially the plot is that there's this family this this mom and, and this daughter there might be actually be sisters too um but the their their mother had died when they were younger and this the dad is now remarried and has like a stepmom and the main character believes the stepmom is 
crazy and she's murdering her friends and her sister and her dad and ultimately herself and then it turns out at the end that it was the main character doing all those actions herself she was the one that was killing all these people and she was crazy thinking that it was the other person that was doing it which is what happens in this in this situation too that julia was the one behind all of this in the first place yes yeah um and so now this is where i started to begin being confused by what was happening again yeah because i was like okay so we killed martha but it doesn't really make sense and like finn started to fall exactly yeah finn started to fall apart again just as they started to make sense they had this plot twist and i'm like ah this 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 isn't gelling well for me yeah if they brought up some kind of like jealousy thing like maybe julia comes to the conclusion she was like oh yeah I, mom always did seem to treat her better again from her perspective because it seems like that she was fine uh and and treat her different and everything like that and i never got the love that i deserved if, if there was that kind of like step back and julia realizing that you know that would have been a little better but that didn't happen it was just like oh i killed her like why why did you kill her yeah yeah um and now we uh we it says here that you listen to something on the tape recorder i don't remember what that is that is that the, the scene with the mother yeah yes the, okay. the recorder stuff is it's just the scene with the mom as we turn around to leave the dark room resistance soldiers bust down the door and capture us uh oh we... wait dude that is that now i believe so i believe that happens right after we yeah it yeah, is yeah, yeah holy shit right after we finish developing those those photos we go in and the and uh resistance sh- soldiers bust down the door and knock us out when we come to julia is sitting in that same room right outside the dark room tied up with her father next to her also tied up um yep. a lot of this happens there's kind of a uh voiceover of julia kind of ex- talking about how she was feeling in this moment and kind of what was happening from from the future it seems like uh ultimately they're interrogating julia and and the father about you know anything about the nazis and kind of nazi information they can get ultimately they do kill our father and and beat us pretty severely yeah yeah and there's lots of um very in detail uh descriptions of mm-hmm. martha's of julia's injuries she talks about yeah. how her lip is like literally busted open um, her teeth and everything being yeah kind of she's like oh i'll everything. never be able to smile again yeah um and ultimately yeah they they essentially kill our father in an attempt to get information out of us don't kill us though because we're no. still alive come afterwards and which it is interesting also doesn't make sense because in theory if you've played this game out to get all achievements you have helped the resistance by giving them nazi information like the map and things like that yeah so i'm not entirely sure why the italian resistance has now come and turned on us and killed our father um yeah. i don't know why they kill uh, like don't kill us i'm assuming it's supposed to be some kind of like oh we don't kill women and children uh so they just like wanted information so they they just beat us and then they were going to kill our dad regardless yeah yeah because i mean he he was a general in the army so yeah um yeah so we, we wake up from that instance our father is now dead and what's we have lost again, everyone yeah we've lost everyone's dead at this point and again what seems like her coping mechanism we go upstairs to the marionette little station that she has and mm-hmm. we begin we begin to start playing out some earlier scene so the first one that comes up 
is essentially how they were born, Martha and Julia. Yes. There's also this like interesting theory. I don't know if it came up, but it was almost like a, a thing of maybe Martha never existed and Julia was an only child and maybe Martha was like another personality or another like part of Julia's consciousness, which yeah. I was kind of implying. I'm not sure if that was actually the case, but no, I picked up on that because the, the reason we do this, this particular scene is because yeah. the white lady told us that um, our happy childhood would uh, reveal itself to be unhappy. And so Martha yeah. is like, if I, Julia is like, if I start acting out things that, I think happened in my childhood. I'll get more information about it. I'll unlock information that I repressed and I forgot. Right. Um, now that that is the big thing is that in the in the scene where you play as the doctor and everything, when only one child uh, is born, when mother's giving birth, only one child is born. That is the mm -hmm. big thing. Um, right. But what's strange is that in in the rest of it, there are Martha and Julia. Um, Which again, I don't know. I don't know if Julia is just the manifestation of like. I mean, if, if Martha is the manifestation of Julia, like coping with her situations. Well, so it to me it seems that way because one of the scenes you play out is um, there's a picture of Walter that's sitting mm, on the side, yeah. and the mum mm. is off or to the side of the room, and you can fuck about with the jug of water. You can pick it up. You can pour it. You can do whatever. You I smashed it on the floor. That was something that I did. I poured it over Martha's head. <laughs> yeah, so, but I think either way, whatever you do, you try to blame it on Martha, and the mum makes a comment about how it can't have been Martha's fault, and it's your fault, and essentially pins the blame on Julia. So, yeah. I don't know, the entire time it seems as if Martha is this kind of figment of the imagination. Yeah. I don't know if it's... Oh, pardon me, sorry. I don't know if it's necessarily, like an imaginary sister situation where Julia feels so alone because of how her mother, how she perceives her mom to be. Yeah. Just distant and everything. And then has to create this, this another sister to kind of feel any kind of love or attachment. Yeah. And I mean that this is where it gets really weird and confusing because that would make sense as to why Julia has her own room on the other side of the house, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you think of it like, you know, that was Julia's room, and then the room where Julia and Martha are sleeping isn't actually their room. But then that doesn't make sense because you have the trinket box named for each of them and the wardrobe named for each of them. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's, very, it's very confusing and back and forth which one is actually like the the canon uh, uh response but i mean even in one of the scenes that plays in the marionette thing one of the early ones right after the the birth scene that you see um which actually hold on before we get into that there's there's a little mini game that you have to play when you're uh giving birth where you have to like do the analog stick like back and what forth what is up with that <laughs> first i didn't understand how to do it i thought you had to just do it like left and then right whenever it came up so i never like got far enough and then i realized that you're just mashing the stick back and forth to give birth yeah you're, like, you're essentially oh, okay. you're like moving backwards and forwards and on the right hand yeah. side is birth and on the left hand side is death <laughs> which i'm assuming is the mom dying from childbirth yeah. because julia makes a comment about how her mom nearly died during childbirth which might create some resentment towards julia at that moment which, which would is make why sense. she was yeah but the scene that plays after that 
is her mom painting and the sister Julia just being there with their dog, just kind of being bored. And she's the only one there. There's not another individual there. Our, our nope. other sister doesn't come into that next scene when Ben was talking about where we have the picture and we're talking about, you You know, you can smash the picture, you can pour it over Martha's head and everything. But yeah. that is when the two sisters came up before there was only one. Yeah. So it, it, because I mean, during the painting scene, the mum yeah. is like a little bit tetchy with Julia, not like super aggressive, I don't think. It's in the next scene with the picture that the mum for reasons unknown is extremely resentful towards julia and that's when martha has appeared and so it kind of makes it seem like this not a personality fracture but like an imaginary sister right when when things started when things started becoming worse for julia in her living situation because throughout all these scenes the mother beats julia constantly like, mm-hmm. there's at least one yeah. scene where julia's getting hit with either slapped by her mother hit with a belt hit with objects or anything like that which you have so to my... do by the way yeah you have to do there's no you can't not beat your no, child you, you have to physically choose the option to interact with the cane and then yeah. beat the child uh, which that might be the case as things began to get worse and worse julia needed something as a young child to cope with all this trauma that she has and that's when martha popped up and that's when martha started being able to be interactable and a sister for for julia yeah um and so we move on to now what is probably the most scene. fucked up scene of the entire game i would argue um yeah. so now uh, julia has done something i can't remember what she's pissed the mum off and the mum is like do you know what i'm gonna teach you once and for all like i'm gonna teach you a lesson she ties my thought process yeah thought thought process with this is happening because like you're saying ben she does tie us to a chair my mind Mm. was like she's gonna brand us she's gonna like she's just like a a bubbling pot on on the in the room across from us and i was like she's going to be branding us which is fucked up in itself yeah that's what i i assumed there was going to be some kind of like burn torture she was gonna put something in the hot water and then put it on us um and so you have these interactions where as julia you have to choose dialogue options and you can like scream for help and martha is nowhere to be seen in this entire scene yeah um uh but who is to be seen who comes running into the room part way through is our little sausage dog and the mum looks at the dog and is like, this will teach you a lesson because I know how much you love this dog. She then picks up the dog, puts the dog in the boiling water in the saucepan. The dog yelps. Oh, and it's then so bad. It's so bad. Oh, she it's then, awful. She then proceeds to uh, essentially make a soup of the dog and force feeds the soup to Julia. And, and what's worse, it's not like that's a dialogue option or something that's like, oh, you're being force fed it. There's like three or four times you have to resist this food before ultimately Julia gives in and now has to eat this dog soup that her mom is preparing. Yeah. For and it's like, I, I can't remember what it is, but the mom is like, I'm not letting you go from this chair until you do it. And the, the, the implication is essentially that, you know, uh, regardless of what we do, will we essentially we will die in this chair because we will not be let go? And this was the part where I was just like, because it seemed like in Julia's instance, 
that some of the things that her mom had done were maybe a little exaggerative. You know, when we when we interacted with the mom the first time when we were investigating her with with the gun, she seemed genuine. She seemed like she was actually concerned about us. So I don't know if a lot of the stuff is like events that actually happened or like an exaggeration in Julia's mind of terrible things that her mom does to make her mom this more terrible person. I mean, I think the beatings and stuff definitely did happen, but I don't, I don't know. The cooking a dog and forcing the, it to eat it? I don't know. The thing is as well, like... It's, it's never really explored like could the mum yeah. have been acting genuine because she was scared for her life you know like could it, could it have been a facade in order to try and you know get julia not to shoot her because we're pointing a gun yeah. at her you know so and you, you have that trope in movies where you know when the villain's cornered and been defeated they, they try and bargain the way out of right you know so that, that, that definitely end. might be the instance as well that her her trying to be like oh i'm sorry like yeah i'll be the, the loving mother that you want to try to play into that side of Julia exactly and be like oh yeah okay let me let me let you live which wasn't so that's definitely an, uh, an option it's, but it's also equally likely like you said that the mother was genuine and may have been violent towards julia in the past and some parts are exaggerated in julia's mind it, it's never fully explored and never fully explained yeah. And you yeah, are just kind of left to go in. What? Yeah, um, it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very confusing. But now, um, we I can't remember how we get his number, but we, we have it already. Um, yeah, we. I think I think a letter comes to us that's like you know, oh, you're not safe in here come to the church or something and we call donatilio donatilio is the priest in the nearby town he uh there's no multiple choices here you just get a single choice of each bit of dialogue and essentially he says to us come to the church you're not safe i will protect you here mm -hmm. um and we basically go and seek sanctuary in the church now i'd never yeah. used the bike before this was my first experience oh how was the bike game. ben Oh, the bike controls like fucking ass. Yep, it um, does. It's, do you know what it is? It's because I understand what they were going for because the right stick turns Julia's head and the left stick controls the bike. But you end up in this weird system sometimes where you'll be cycling to the right and looking to the left and it's very disorientating and you're not entirely sure what's happening and where you're supposed to go. So the, the bike mechanics alone aren't great what really irks me and i don't know if you notice this and maybe when you notice it, it, it you can't unnotice it but the perspective is so off we're seeing handlebars and hands but that wouldn't be where julia's viewpoint is it's like her eyes are like at her <laughs> chest and we're seeing from like the handlebars and her arms it's like her arms would be like yeah. at her ears if that was the perspective and i'm like that's not yeah it's not right you wouldn't see the handlebars at all if she was looking straight ahead. Like if you look exactly. down, maybe if you look yeah, down a little if... bit, like oh, here's the handlebars. But it's like our, the handlebars are in like our eye level, and it's like that's not how handlebars would work. That's <laughs> yeah, not... it's like it's like the cameras in the seat or something. It makes no sense yeah, at all. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but now we are cycling towards the town, which uh, there is no mention of where the town is. I had to look this up in the walkthrough because it's not on the map. It's not. Sometimes the map will mark with a red X where you're supposed to go for an objective. It's not marked. I didn't see it yeah. on my map marked anywhere. I, I had a little circle that was kind of near that bridge off to the left. So I kind of just went there and I just kept following the path and it just led me into the town. But no, I, you're right. Even when I pulled up the map, I had an X over in like the little drawing of the forest in the bottom. I had an X there. 
I was like, okay, how do, how do I get there? And <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do it. And it, it, it kept going away every time I opened the map, but I did have mm-hmm. a circle that was near that bridge that, you know, that goes across towards the cemetery. So I just kind of went in that off hook there. And then that leads you to a cutscene that ultimately gets you into town. Yeah. You were, you're essentially, you go over that bridge and instead of going, f- carrying on towards the cemetery, you turn right, right. and you take this path um, up towards the town. And now, we are in the nearby town, which I don't think is ever named. Um, but this is the so. this is the final section of the game, and, and what a final section is, it is! <laughs> this is where stuff gets even crazier. Um, yeah. There is there is a town that you can walk around, but every time you go to go down certain corridors, like um, yeah. alleys, that's the word I'm thinking. Whenever you try to go down an alley, there'll be uh, a soldiers checkpoint soldier checkpoint and julia will say i can't go there and so i was like where the fuck am i supposed to go like you mm. know because the, the the game the walkthrough says after getting off your bike turn around and enter the church on your right and i'm looking i'm like there's soldiers everywhere where the fuck am i supposed to go and interesting it, it is i wouldn't say you turn around you kind of get off your bike and it's like diagonal left that, of where you are yeah that's what i was gonna say i was like i don't think i turned i mean I, in my case i turned around because i kind of went down all the alleyways first to see if i can go anywhere and then i kind of flopped around and i was like okay here's like a little door let's see if i can interact with it and that was the door to the church yeah and also the church is um the entire town is dark but the church for some reason has a diesel generator with a light opposite that the light is shining on the church to be like you know yo this is this is where you need this to go. This is where you're supposed to go. Uh, yeah, this is where it gets weird too, because as you enter the church, all of the individuals that are now in the church are all puppets. Now, I I have two theories about this, um, and I, I hope you follow me on this on this journey. Either right, here we go. Either we never really went to the church. That's kind of what I assumed. Or we because we never get near the soldiers they're far away they are genuine people but maybe when we go into the church there are people in the because in the pews is where the puppets are so my other theory is that the people in the pews were real but martha feels uh, julia feels so guilty about the fact that she killed her mum and the fact that her dad died and that she realized she killed martha that she turns those people in the pews into puppets as a way of like ignoring them in a sense do you know what i mean like rather than Mm. feeling guilty eyes on her as she's walking down the middle you know people wouldn't be would people wouldn't know she killed her mum and all of that lot like there's no way but that guilt that she carries is probably making her think that these people know what she's done and these people are judging her. And so they are yeah, marionettes can, as like an escapism. I can see that. I mean, I think in some instances, whether it's after this scene or not, that we are in the asylum because Julia mentions that as she's like recanting on this, that at that time she was in the asylum. And so maybe you're right. Maybe we never actually went to that point we were picked up and we went into the asylum already and this is just kind of a figment of our kind of delusion yeah it's it's again it's very hard to tell um but we we make our way past the pews to a it says it's a confession stand i wouldn't call it a confession stand i would just call it an archway with a fucking red curtain 
Like, yeah, it, it doesn't look like a confession. Like, com- to me, confession no, booths it. are like big and wooden and they got partition. Like, this was just a yeah. curtain. It was just a curtain. Yeah. Um, and now, like, we are in some alternate dimension thin. Uh, it doesn't really make sense. We are walking through this white void with yeah. naked marionettes all around us. Some of them mm-hmm. are up on crucifixes, crucified, um, and other are just kind of laying there. Some have makeup with smiley faces. Some are blank. Like it's some are small. Some are massive, like building sized for some yeah. reason. Some of them have the two face, kind of like the unborn fetus that Martha had. Uh, it's weird. it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is like supposed to be like a fracturing of Julia's reality, where it's like you know, yeah, I, I don't understand. But anyway, we make our way past all of this to a giant, massive mirror. Mm-hmm. And what's annoying is that you are given options in this. Um, it says in the walkthrough here that the options don't matter because everything will come to the, the same, same conclusion community. regardless. Yeah. Um, and so now, essentially, what happens is Julia is faced with looking at herself. That's kind of the symbolism yeah. here. She's literally being forced to look in a mirror and look at herself and the person that she is and has become right um and we spin the mirror and then we're part puppet we're now part marionette we've got marionette arms and julia makes comments about her arms and then we flip it again and we've got marionette legs yeah. and then we flip it again and we've got a marionette body we are now fully a marionette marionette yep um and this is where i was saying to you pre-recording where she does this like weird like so she's like talking about her arms and then she starts like rubbing her leg when she's talking about her legs and then when she's talking about her body she's like running her hands down the side of her boobs and like in like a weirdly suggestive thing that isn't suggestive yeah. but it's also okay. suggestive at the same time yeah they're in, in like walkthroughs and everything it says that in like this church scene there's talk or there's something that has to do with masturbation and like maybe this she does reference it i don't remember the context but she there is a, a sense that she said that she says i was screaming and masturbating and i don't know if that's what they were talking about it's it's weird it's just it's just it's odd in general yes but the um sorry i'm just googling to see if we can find what it actually is but yeah. the um the game ends with um this like cutscene where martha has nails through her hands julia and julia god damn it yes sorry (laughs) julia has um nails nails through her hands Mm -hmm. and it pans up and there is now like a human version of julia puppet in this marionette Marionette version version. of julia um and julia talks about like you said about being in the asylum she was like i've been here the whole time Mm -hmm. um you know i was picked up after my mum died and so 
the implication is that she has killed her mum, that she is now in the insane asylum. Yeah. And it doesn't really explain anything. Um, she she also cuts herself with the uh, the necklace. Oh thing. yes, God, she yes. Was a, she, she she was a big gash in her wrists with the necklace that she used to take the face off of Martha. Yes. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. She she <laughs> she says about she's like okay right bear, bear with me here okay right there we go so Put she, on your, tin, your she, tinfoil hats everybody no more just it's gonna get it's just gonna get gruesome so oh. she she makes a comment about wanting to end it all mm-hmm. and it it's disgusting but she she cuts down her arm but she cuts from her wrist towards her forearm which mm. is when people self-harm and they want to self-harm in a way that means that their life will definitely end that is the fashion in which they self-harm yeah because that that cuts all of the the necessary parts and essentially causes a lot of bleeding um and i just I, 13 reasons why was when I learned about this. I didn't know this was a fin beforehand. Apparently, there's a way mm, that you can you, you can do it and essentially it increases your chance of, of dying, which is horrible. But um, yeah, so it's it's very gruesome because you, you, you can skip it and I won't lie, I was very tempted to skip it. I didn't because I like wanted to experience it and i wanted to sort of see what the game was trying to portray um but again it's it's weird because she she self-harms and it's not it's never reflected upon it's never fully Mm -hmm. explained why it's never explored nothing yeah and then we get credits is dead yeah it was a, that is a literally a roller coaster right i mean right before they have i wish i would have taken a picture of it kai definitely would have um but it has like a prompt of saying you know if you do have any kind of thoughts like these if you're ever thinking about self-harm if if any of those things come to mind that you should seek help immediately talk to someone tell someone get that necessary help and they prompt with their website that you can you can go to later on and I know we had like qualms and issues with like the weird mental health thing and how this game plays out. I think this kind of end half is like, okay, yes, this is a good kind of representation of kind of this, this mental disorder and Julia's insanity and everything. But it was weird that it was just in this second half. Cause we were like, where does that come in in the, in the rest of this game? <laughs> like, where is that? How is that relevant? Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's a better depiction to a certain extent. But it's also, not great, but it's still better than what we had. It's it's better than what we had, but it also doesn't fully explore it because you're left going, okay, yeah. well, was Martha real or was she a figment of the imagination? Was the mum actually neglectful or 
for some reason was Julia misinterpreting it and you know did the abuse actually happen did the mum make us eat the dog you know did she beat us with the cane I need to know did I actually eat a dog or not um I found out about the uh the masturbation thing oh yes uh, en enlighten me so uh, um apparently I I'm assuming this isn't to do with the church it's to do with the insane with the asylum um because news yeah. uh they're talking about vgc article mm. where it was released um mm. and what was cut and um apparently all topics related to masturbation were flown out importantly it's not been presented in detail in a visual form still even lewd footage right. of a woman in the ward of an Italian psychiatric hospital in the mid forties who masturbated for days until she bled, which is that bits in quotations, uh, turned out okay. to be inappropriate for audiences. So the that implication, uh, the implication, I guess, is that like Martha was like hypersexual or something like that. And like, you know, I guess that was the, the, the screaming and masturbating comment, I guess makes a little sense now. Yeah, it, it seems as if they wanted to delve into that side of it more and kind of yeah. pull it down to that one sentence that you you overheard during the dialogue. Yeah. Um, um, and if it sounds like we're breezing over the end of the game, it's because honestly, I don't know about Jared and Kai, I can't speak for them, but I came out of this really loving like half of the last third of the game. But at the end of credits, I was just like, I had I had no fucking clue what happened. I have no clue yeah. as to to anything. You know, I don't. Oh, yeah, I understand. And I mean, in some instances, in like entertainment, in you know, we've played games that don't have concrete endings that are left for interpretation. But this feels like a wild leap for hey, interpretate or interpretate, interpret as you wish. You know, it seems kind of a wild jump in this instance to be like, oh, we, you're not going to tell you exactly what happens. Go ahead and go forward. It's like, see, that's <laughs> odd. Yeah, I, I think there's a difference between having an ambiguous ending like Kentucky Route Zero and yeah. having an ending where you have three or four plot points with plot holes and Or they never you, got they never get got wrapped up of plot points. Exactly, never yeah. In in Kentucky Route Zero it works because there's symbolism. Right. Yeah. And everyone can interpret that symbolism differently. But in Martha is Dead, there isn't any symbolism. There's just unanswered questions and unexplored topics yeah and you sort of you're left going okay well like i'm like i'm 99 certain that martha never existed that was kind of my uh conclusion as well that martha 99 certain that she never existed but then if she never existed why is there a photo of us killing her by the lake that makes no sense why are we living in a room that's twin rooms with a wardrobe that says martha and like a trinket box and everything that makes no sense yeah. so every every avenue of the story that presents one theory there's a contradiction in the other avenue yeah they just cancel each other out and you're, you're not yeah. left with this like ambiguous story you're left with a story where one side counteracts the other and you just have no fucking clue what's happening i think that's more of what it is it's less like ambiguous ending and it's more that your plot points conflict with one another yeah exactly like i said you know like yeah. one moment martha isn't real and the next minute we've got a picture of her dying one moment the mom's abusive and then the next moment she is telling us that she loves us and she's getting us committed to an insane asylum for our own good because she wants to help us 
small little tinfoil hat theory, and we'll get into our final points right now too. Uh, there was this scene where, because I was saying, well, we even played as Martha in a, in a section, and what if that mm -hmm. was less like playing as Martha and like memories of Julia, like Ju like Julia's memories? But then we saw someone in the yeah. I don't know. It's fucking confusing. Um, exactly. I'll get into my final takes here. Wow. Uh, Martha is dead was a wild ride, wild in in every aspect of the word we talked last episode of like going through some reviews that people had talked about of the game and giving it like sevens and stuff in my mind i can justify and see some of those as this just being like a, a poorly written game you know pacing and narrative and everything like that like for for me where the my issues come is with the technical problems you know if you play this on mm -hmm. pc and you didn't have any of those technical problems and you're just like yeah this is a fine game with a, a poor story like yeah that's fine but my issue is the multitude of safe state issues, the multitude of just game glitches that happened, geometry not working, falling through geometry, shadows not, the game not functioning as a game is what I said said last time. That's where I start to have issues with, with a game. It's like, I can play this and it can be bad, but if I can't play it, like if I can't play your game, then that's where I'm going to start having an issue. Um, and the problem is like, it, it kind of hooks you in the beginning. You know, it, it, it's, it, establishes this interesting plot of you finding your sister dead and taking the identity of your sister and what the consequences are of that decision but it kind of in in kai said this too they had a lot of ideas and they kind of just went with all of them like mm -hmm. i said the white lady plot you can cut out the entire white lady stuff and this story would make as much sense as it does right now so like, irrelevant there's no like why was the white lady necessary like that the whole there were so many instances where this like game uh you know balanced on like you know oh is this kind of like a supernatural thing that's happening or is this kind of like a psychosis thing that's happening and it none of it actually played out there was no supernatural thing we don't even know any of the context of the white lady stuff in the first place or its relevance to the story i think that this last half was so appealing at least kind of right after we started the, the last stream and then right before the ending happened, kind of that little section is where the game started to pick up. It's because there was this dynamic, you know, when we go to interrogate the mother, even if it's just like a couple seconds of us shooting her and then a, like a dialogue, a sentence or two, a dialogue, there's character development there. There's character interaction. Like we haven't really interacted with anybody through the game. And Julia is not an interesting enough character to, to hold this, this narrative up on her own that she needs at least some kind of interactions like her talking mm -hmm. to the mom and realizing that the mom coming up like for the player the mom comes off as genuine and concerned is an interesting plot point because we've seen her in a certain light this entire time um oh gosh yeah the it, it's it's more disappointing i think more than anything else you know mm -hmm. when the beginning of the story is really interesting and it just falls apart all throughout it. I think there's interesting mechanics to the game here and there. The Morse code system was very fun, but got very monotonous towards the end. I think they, they did it a little too many times. Like, I feel like once or twice then maybe, but the amount of times you use the Morse code, I can see how people can get frustrating and maybe dip out of the game there. Um, yeah, Martha's Dead was a wild experience. I don't I'm not sure if I could recommend this to someone unless unless you can play you you are certain you can play this in a stable fashion. Because I think mm -hmm. I I think you just I'll just have to let you know like hey, just letting you know this story's batshit crazy and it's not going to make a lot of sense for 
not necessarily good reasons. Like they don't, they don't follow through with a lot of their stuff. And if you have that mentality in mind and you can play this knowing that it'll be consistent in its quality, then it's like, sure, go ahead and try it out if you want to play it. But if you're playing it on like Xbox, I don't know if Ben had any, any issues or anything like that. It didn't kind of seem like it as much when we've been talking about it these last couple of weeks, but at least playing it on the Xbox, don't do it. It is a hot mess <laughs> and it does not function <laughs> as a game. Just, uh, just bouncing off of that. I have had some tech issues not as much as you have um you know i've had some clipping here and there i've had uh objects not rendering properly no that's and that's kind of like yeah like you're an indie Mm. game i guess clipping happens i I don't know i mean the thing is so I, i did have issues in this last section where the game would just straight freeze for like 10 seconds and then load up like i'd be running down the stairs the the video would stop I would carry on running and then I, so I would stop because obviously the video stopped and then it yeah. would just 15 seconds later just bang oh yeah this it's, is where you it's are. the basement like, the basement is the worst time that that happens is running downstairs into like the dark room which you do a lot and it takes like mm-hmm. you said at least 10 seconds where the game just completely freezes and then loads everything in and even when it loads in it's not textured at all like none of the textures no. have rendered and then it's as you're like almost walking into the dark room is when everything starts to render in yeah and I mean in terms of it being an indie game that wasn't a fair comparison there's lots of indie games that are that are fantastic in their quality and they're they can function well too it's it's not that it's also just purely because of the publisher right wired productions have put out so many games so many great Mm -hmm. games and they've put out games like that like the falconeer is an award-winning indie game that runs perfectly fine and that is a massive open world with aerial combat mm-hmm. and all kinds of mechanics where you can pick stuff up out the ocean like you can pick mines up out of the ocean and drop them on ships and stuff so for that to be able to be developed and published in such a way where it functions for martha is dead not to be able to do that is yeah. kind of strange now in fairness i don't know how much of that was pandemic related um you know it's, it's, it's an italian developer english publisher i don't know how much the pandemic affected the support that the developer could get but that doesn't yeah. justify releasing the game in the state that it was in you could have if, yeah if it doesn't it, work yeah if it doesn't work delay it like don't release yeah. your game if it doesn't work yeah um in terms of my final thoughts i man like i i said this to ellie i was like I really hate saying this, but Martha is Dead tied for me with Super Mario RPG in terms of the worst game I've played. Oh, interesting. I kind of like, said not not to speak for him because he he will he will give his points in our next interstitial episode. But he said that this was worse than Super Mario RPG. This it Super Mario RPG is uh, a bad game with a bad story, but at least there's a fucking yeah. story and the mechanics yeah. make no sense. But at least there are mechanics that work. And, and, exactly. Know, at, least, at least they work. <laughs> yeah and it's just like i think the reason that the game falls apart for me is because like we've said multiple times there's like six fucking pots in this game and none of them intertwine none of them are explored like Mm -hmm. just off the top of your head right you've got this idea that you you know your twin has died you've taken on her identity then later in the game it's revealed that you might have killed her that's just pushed to the wayside there's Lapo, who is the love interest that when you meet him is dead. There is no interaction with Lapo whatsoever. And then 
there's this idea that like you know is martha real isn't she real like it's just the white lady and the white lady like we said like there's it would have been disappointing and predictable for a story but it would have made more sense if the story of the white lady mimicked and paralleled julia and martha if julia had killed martha out of jealousy by the lake that would have made more sense as and would have given like uh what's the word i'm looking for would have made yeah would have given context and made the white lady story relevant yeah but it's just kind of there and it doesn't make any sense and then like we said you know you've got well martha isn't real she never existed but then there's a picture of us killing her Uh, so how do you explain that and then like you know we live in a twin bed situation but we have our own room that was locked like it just i explained this game to um we had ellie's cousin and her boyfriend over the other day and we was talking about fins and we was we was talking about uh the film men because i really wanted to go and see it It was by a24 and they said that it just made no sense and they couldn't follow the story and i was like oh let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) you want to talk about stuff but you can't follow the story i've got a fucking doozy for you and so i started off explaining it i was like you know oh there's a twin blah 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 and they were like oh okay and then i was like explaining stuff and they were like what like this is what there's like hang on wait you've told us like four stories it's like exactly that's the fucking exactly there's four narratives Um, that are playing and they're all conflicting with one another they're all conflicting plot a disproves plot b but plot b provides evidence for plot c but then plot (laughs) c provides evidence for plot a and that is the best way i've heard this game explained so far (laughs) (laughs) it's just if if anybody ever asks me what Martha is dead is like. I'm just going to show him that fucking Charlie Day meme. I know we keep talking about the Charlie Day meme in front of the whiteboard, but that is literally this fucking game. There yeah. is 17 plots, each with their own plot holes, each with their own supporting evidence and their disproven evidence. And what you're left with yeah. is a buggy, almost unplayable game with a hard to follow story with no resolution, like even the ambiguous resolution you could have handled but there's no real resolution as to julia's story um i i don't understand why there are no interactable characters in this fucking game like you want to highlight the reason you want to highlight the fact that martha took julia's identity right so have there be an interaction have us interact with the mother prior to martha's death has us interact with her afterwards i didn't even think of that there's the entire fact that in the beginning of the game the parents come down and find martha's body and we fucking bury this person that apparently never existed god you're right (laughs) (laughs) like apparently she never existed but we buried her and we cut her open and she was pregnant she was in the paper she was in the paper uh you know just there's a telegram sent to us by some nazi general who is like oh i'm sorry to learn of your loss like it makes oh. no fucking sense and yeah i cannot i know it sounds like i'm like maybe over exaggerating but i cannot say how fucking disappointed i am with this game like i was well, so because of how excited you were for it i mean you called this your elden ring and it's like that's Dude, a lot of hype. it was and it's like it was like i i fucking loved the town of light the town of life lka's yeah. first game is amazing and it is a brilliant depiction of mental health and the treatment of people in asylums back in the early 1900s absolutely Mm. amazing 
fucking heart-wrenching story brilliantly explained you understand what's happening all the time so mm-hmm. when lka announced that they were doing a new game and it was going to be this like horror thriller where you took on the identity of a sister i was like oh man i like based off of the town of light i am fucking all for this yeah. i've followed this game every single month since its announcement to see what's being brought out i've watched all of the trailers um you know the trailers really nailed home this marionette theater thing yeah so i was expecting i was expecting all of the cutscenes to kind of be related to the marionette theater but that was only relegated to like half an hour towards the end of the game which was a little bit disappointing and mate i'm just i'm so fucking disappointed i am so sad i'm really disappointed and i'm really upset (sighs) yeah but that that is our coverage of Martha is Dead. Like I, like I talked about before, Kai will give his kind of final points in his Martha is Dead rant in our interstitial episode that we do next week. But that is all that we have for Martha is Dead. So, mm-hmm. Ben, what are we playing next? What is our next interstitial game going to be? Right. Our interstitial game. I had to look up when this came out because I wanted to give the year. Oh. Um, I wanted to... I wanted to play a game that was going to make us happy, that was going to bring us some joy because, That's you know, fair. Martha's That's dead. It was, it was deep. It was shit. Yeah. And so I thought, what's the exact opposite of that? <laughs> so we are playing the 1994 oh. SNES title, Kirby's Dream Course. Oh my gosh, I love Kirby's Dream Course. So I've never played Kirby's Dream Course. I've seen it been played on Game Grumps back when I watched Game Grumps. That's my only context of it is actually Game Grumps and watching them play through it. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. So essentially for anyone that doesn't know, this is a golf game where Kirby is the golf ball and you have to collect these different like fins around the course to open up the hole and each fin gives you stars and the idea is at the end of the course whoever has the most stars wins you can Mm. steal stars from other people it's co-op so you can either emulate it and play it locally or if you have nso you can Mm. play it online against other people um yeah which is why i was asking about kai if kai had his switch while he was out of state because you guys could potentially play against one another yeah um but I mean, you know, he can always play it when he comes back, or you can play with your other half. He can play with his other half, right? Whichever, whichever it works out. But um, if you have NSO, Nintendo Switch Online, it's free. You just need to download the SNES app and then go mm-hmm. into it and select Kirby's Dream Course. There is an edition of the game where everything is unlocked. Um, oh, interesting! And it's like Kirby Kirby's Dream Course, like for everyone or something. We're oh. playing the OG original kirby dream course Hmm. standard as it comes in the top corner it says only for nintendo that's the one you want interesting and you're right seems like literally the opposite of oh it's complete opposite (laughs) (laughs) completely opposite oh that's exciting Um, i'm I'm excited to finally play this game i've wanted to play this game for so long and um it was between this or um i think it's called kiramangi collection which is uh, no idea what that a is. game that Dave Jackson got me onto, which is uh, like short indie game. It came to Game Pass recently where mm-hmm. you essentially go around and take pictures. It's a photography game that tells the story oh. like through the photographs that you take. Looked interesting. I thought, you know, we're all photography people. That would be quite cool. And I was going to pick that, but Martha is Dead was such a shit show 
the I was like, no, we need to play Kirby's Dream Course. <laughs> it would have been interesting because there's like camera themes there because we use the camera and Martha's dead and everything. That's like what that, I was thinking. It. Oh, I'll tie it into you know, like yeah. And if Martha's dead was better, we probably wouldn't play that. <laughs> but no. We're playing Kirby's Dream Course. Oh, that's exciting! I'm so pumped for that. Um, so we don't have a recommended section for you this week. We're going to delegate that to next week so that Kai can be there and he can give us recommendations. I mean, he's the one that did YouTube, uh, video, YouTube channels as a theme. So we're like, oh, we'll just wait. We'll just wait till next week to do that. that that's yeah. Perfect. It feels, it feels wrong to not have him here when it was his theme. That he yeah, exactly. Suggested. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it guys. That is all for Martha is dead. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. As always, like I said, in the beginning, all of our socials, everything that we have is in our link tree. So wherever you see us, just click there, follow us on social media, leave us a rate and review. We would love to have it. But uh, in the next episode, we will be talking about our time with Kirby's dream course. Okay. Mm -hmm. See you next time guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye.